and welcome back to the TTPA Tatani Talks Perke Avos, the year where we talk a Mishnah of Perke Avos per day with sagely commentary and practical advice to say. We are in season five with the commentary of Sforno and the notes and translation of Rabbi Palkovitz. Looking at chapter two, paragraph eight, Bayes Chet. Does more always equal better? I don't think so. And the Mishnah proves it to us. And nowadays, People need a bigger house, a bigger car, a bigger this, a bigger that. More does not equal better. Usually, actually, more equals worse. There's a whole study. We talked about this on the TTOT, on the OT show, about how small versus big houses. So people have so much unused space, so much wasted space. A person who's one person or two people in a house, even people that have a couple of kids, how many rooms do you really need? How much square footage do you really need? People congregate only in the main three areas of the house, the kitchen, the dining room, and the living room. So you need a den and a family room and a this room and a that room and a rec room and a this. No, you don't. You really don't. It's wasteful, unnecessary, and then the house becomes much more impersonal. It becomes bare bones. You have so much house and then you have to fill it up with so much furniture, so much energy wasted and light wasted and heating wasted and cooling wasted when you only use the same three areas as everybody else. People around the world somehow manage to live in an apartment, especially in Israel and many European countries. A house is not really a, a, a given thing. For some reason in America, you have to have the house with the white picket fence. It has to have 2,400 square feet. More does not always equal better. And a scientific study proved it that it showed it detailed 34 or so families detailing what areas of the house they use. And there were so many places in the picture that had no people in it and no use. The patio was never used. The den was never used. The formal dining room was never used. People congregated to the kitchen with the attached eating area and the living room, of course, the bathroom also. And and the bedroom where you sleep doesn't matter if there's two beds in there, four beds in there, one bed in there, but really learning to share is not a bad thing. And the Mishnah here teaches us more does not equal better. Sometimes more is worse. And we've become a generation of spoilage where we need this, then that, and that, and we always need it right away, and we always need more, 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 more. But really, we see what we really need because Hillel teaches us in the Mishnah. He used to say, Marba Basar Marba Rima, the more flesh. The fatter you are, the bigger you are. You eat, eat more and more and more. It's not good for health reasons, of course, but also because it leads to more worms after 120 years. The most important line, I believe, in the first part of the Mishnah. The more possessions, the more worry. So you get yourself a bigger house, you have much more to worry about. How am I going to call this room and that room? What am I going to put in that room and that room? How much furniture am I going to get? If you have a smaller house like we do, you only have X number of space and X number of rooms. How are you going to functionally use the house? How are you going to properly use the house? Okay, so I have a living room. I'm going to put the couch here, the ottoman here, and I'm going to make sure that it has this, this, and that, and I'm set. The dining room, I'm going to put the table here, the storage unit here, and the other piece here is Zehu. Kitchen, I'm going to set up. I have the stools. I have this, that, Zehu. Bedrooms, this is where the dresser goes. This is where the, the crib goes. This is where his bed goes and his bed goes. This is where the shelves go, and that's it. All done. I don't have anything to worry about. Ah, oh, man. But now I have this and that and that. People who have huge houses, huge rooms, so much wasted space. There's so much more to worry about. There's so much more to maintain. There's so much more to take care of. Every single thing you buy, you have to maintain and needs to be kept. Oh, now he has a phone and he has a phone and she has a phone and he has a phone. You have 10 things and 10 things. There's so much more to be worried about. How true is that? The more wives, the more witchcraft. Not so relatable for us today because 
we we have the monogamous relationships, man and woman. But the parsha that we're currently on, you know, Yaakov had four wives, and that was a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Not recommended. One man, one wife is fantastic, beautiful, wonderful thing. The Beshared and the Zivug, but according to the Mishnah, before the the institution of Rabbeinu Gershom, when you stick with one wife, apparently more wives, more witchcraft. Marba Shefachos, Marba Zima, the more maidservants, the more immorality. Marba Avad, Marba Gazal, the more servants, the more thievery. Not always good to have too many people around your house. But on the opposite, there is such a thing as good when there is more. And what is that? Things that are related to Torah, things that are related to mitzvahs. Marba Torah? The more Torah marbechayim, the more life. If you grab Torah, you get more life. You have better life. Marba yeshiva marbechachma. The more learning, not just going to an actual yeshiva. The more study, the more wisdom. Marba eitzah marbetuna. The more counsel, the more understanding. The more you talk to your rabbi, your model, your own model, your spiritual mentor, they can really help you. They can really give you understanding, and they can really help you. Marba tzedakah, marba shalom. The more charity you give, and I'm not just saying money, but with your time, with your resources, with your abilities, with your talents, giving to people in a charitable way, and of course the money itself, that leads to more peace. Leads to a better feeling of doing more for the world. If you have the money, gazunta hate zehu. Kana shem tov, kana la'atzmo. You gain a good reputation, you gain it for yourself, you gain it for your own benefit. Hopefully it stays with you through Torah, Mitzvahs, and Chesed, and hopefully it comes with you to the next world, because we know we can't take anything else but the Torah, Mitzvahs, and Chesed, the good name we acquired for ourselves. One who has gained himself Torah knowledge has gained himself the life of the world to come. So there is goodness in more but more in things that are really spiritual, not physical, not materialistic, garbage, wasteful things. Yeah, you want to keep up with the Joneses? Why do you need a, a house that has 42 rooms and two acres? Is there really any purpose to that? I don't think so. But when you do more of the good things, more Torah, more learning, more charity, more, more studying, that is really, really good. The Sforno points out, the more something is inherently perfect, shalem, the better. In contrast, that which is not inherently perfect, even though it may well be a necessary means by which to attain some type of perfection, is superfluous and harmful when excessive. Therefore, this wise man Hill has said that although a healthy body and material possessions are vital requirements for Torah study, nevertheless, the more flesh, the more will be the excess moisture of his body, which will be bringing on decaying maggots. Possessions equal worry. So to a person who increases his possessions greatly increases his worries for fear of losing them. He occupies his mind on this instead of striving to attain eternal life. Wives of witchcraft. The same can be said of women, even though a relationship with a woman benefits one in the temporal world. As the verse says, Eselo Ezer Konegdo, give him a helper corresponding to him from Bereshis. The wives equal witchcraft when there's more of them. Each one will attempt to gain her husband's favor and attention through witchcraft. The more Torah, the more life and study and wisdom. The more Torah, the more life. It says, It is your life and the length of your days from Devarim. To the extent that you increase your Torah study, your quantity of life shall increase. So the more the one studies and cultivates numerous students through the perfection of one's mind and its awakening to understand and teach, here more is better. For it will increase the teacher's own wisdom, as our sages said, and from my students I learn the most, and that comes from Ta'anis, which, God willing, is the next Gemara we're going to get to. 
counsel and understanding. The more counsel, the more one reflects upon performing mitzvahs with perfection, the more understanding, the deeper is one's understanding of the reasons behind these commandments for aspiring to do good deeds is the epitome of love and reverence for Hashem. And the more one increases this aspiration, the more he will reflect upon and know God's purpose in commanding this mitzvah. The more charity, the more peace, good reputation for yourself. The more charity, the more one increases one's desire to do good unto others, the more one will engender peace in both one's own self, peace of mind, as well in one's relationship with others. For as a result of benefiting others, one will gain a good reputation, credibility, and status. This will enable one to succeed in resolving disputes, a function of tzedakah or charity, as we find regarding Eov, who said in the dispute which I knew not, I investigated. Also, one who also increases peace by acquiring and frequently practicing the trade of bestowing good unto others is what one could do to increase peace. For in this manner, one emulates one's creator and thereby will find peace from all accusers when it shall be put to rest. Consistent with the rule of measure for measure, as it says, shalom. The work of righteousness shall be peace. And gaining Torah knowledge, gaining life to the world to come, one who has gained himself Torah knowledge, referring to the intellectual aspect of Torah, has gained himself the life of the world to come. As it says, For the life of the intellect is superior to all other forms of life, and the life of the intellect's potential is fulfilled in active functioning. From all this, it is evident that the intellectual aspect of Torah, in Yoni, grants eternal life to the soul, while the practical aspect of Torah, grants one favor in the eyes of God. In this manner, the life will be joyous in the light of the countenance of the living God. The notes point out, the mission incorporates the concluding remarks and observations of Hillel. A number of important points are made by Sforno. Excess in and of itself is not a vice or inherently wicked. Everything depends on the nature of one's activities. In general, the rule of thumb is in the realm of the physical, more is less. Excess is dangerous. Excess is harmful. Excess is self-destructive. This includes indulging in physical pleasures, wealth, and material possessions. Not so in the realm of knowledge and the spiritual domain. Here, the rule is the more the better in spirituality. To increase is beneficial and productive, for it enhances the quality of one's life in both this world and the next. The Sfarno explains skillfully the logical progression of the Mishnah. The more a person studies Torah, the more he will add to his eternal life, the more students he will attract, the better and deeper will his understanding of Torah be. The greater his desire to improve the quality of his mitzvahs, the more he will appreciate them, and the more intense will be his love and reverence of the Almighty. Through one's willingness to help others, one increases one's own sense of inner peace. You only really get what you give, somebody once said in relation to giving away money. That's the money you really keep, the money you give to tzedakah and to others. Through one's willingness to help others, one increases one's own sense of inner peace and spreads peace amongst one's society. He also establishes a good reputation which will benefit him and grant him life in the world to come. So is more better... In relation to spirituality, yes. In relation to physicality, gashmi and materialism, no. More is not better. You don't really need the Rolls Royce. You don't really need a house that has 15 rooms. You do not really need excess of materialism things. Yes, I understand you need to have a property. You must have a property for you, your wife, and your kids. Yes, but that's why in Israel and many nations, people live and grow up in apartments three, four, five bedroom apartments, sometimes a semi-attached house. In America, somehow it became the, the norm that you have to have a huge house, otherwise you're looked down upon. But that's really not true. Yes, it's very good to have an address, to have an actual, I could say I live on 100 Shmugaliga Street. Yes, 
I want there to be an address. Yes, it should have a living room and a dining room and a kitchen and a bathroom. Yes, it should have bedrooms. Yes, it's good to have storage in the basement and the attic for those of us who have a colonial-style house or whatever. Yes, it's wonderful to have a backyard and a little front yard. Yes, it's good to have garage. But how much more do you really need? How much can you function with? More is not better. For materialism and physicality, more is not better. The Chavetz Chaim lived in a very small house. I don't know if he had kids or if he had a lot of kids. One time a traveler came to him and saw that the Chavetz Chaim had a very sparsely furnished house, like a, a rickety old chair, a rickety desk, a, a rickety table, a rickety bed, maybe a couch. I don't even think he had a couch, actually. And I don't know if it was a Chavetz Chaim or not, but let's say for the purpose of the story it was. One time a traveling businessman who had a lot of money came and said, Rebbe! How can you live like that? How can you do this? Let me help you. Let me furnish your house. I'll give you things you can live much more comfortably, much more luxuriously. And the Chavitz Chaim, or whoever the sage was, said to the traveling businessman, Where is your stuff? Where is your furniture? Where is all of your stuff? And the businessman said to the Rebbe, Rebbe, silly, I'm paraphrasing, he didn't actually say that, I'm just traveling through. I can't take my stuff with me. And the Chavitz Chaim, or the sage, said back to him, I too... I'm traveling through. This life is transitory. This is Olam Hazeh. Olam Habah is the real life. We're only here for, we should be Zohar, to 120 years. You need to have 17 couches, 17 rooms, this, that, and the other thing, four houses, four apartments. No, you don't. You're traveling through. Use your money wisely. If you're Zohar, for those of us who have a lot, a lot of money, not myself, but those of us who do, use it wisely. Use it in a way that really stands. The house doesn't matter. After 120 years, you don't take your house with you. You don't take your car with you. You don't take your material possessions with you. You take your spirituality with you. What can you do to increase your spirituality? That is what should be done to have more. More is good when it comes to Ruchanias. More is good when it comes to spirituality. More is not good when it comes to physicality. Remember that. Learn that. Keep that involved in your life. Join us next time as we talk about what happens if you study much Torah. Don't take credit here on the TTPA. And I'm your host, Tani.